stop now, isn't it, Randy? Oh, yeah. You got them going so good. I mean, that was awesome. You guys have done a great job. I'm, I'm really proud of you. It's, it's been a while since I've been at a youth rally, believe it or not. I'm just barely over the age of being in high school, not by much. I know I, I look young, act young, and, you know, I'm really good looking and smart and all that. We don't have to get into that right now. We'll do that a little bit later. But uh, really excited that you're here. Uh, one thing I, I want to remind you of, I, you just don't know what it's like to look out and see all these young, smiling, there's one smile there, a couple smiling faces. Uh, it's really good to have you all here because when I see you, it's a reminder of our future and that God will be glorified uh, both in New Mexico and West Texas and abroad. And God is a good and great God. But I'm really excited tonight because I want you to know something. We have a special guest here. I don't know. There's a lot of really special people here. Uh, Steve, where'd you go? Uh, you're, Steven's right here. I, we, we used to be back in the day in Arlington in A-Town. He's, but that's, he's not the special one. I mean, you're special and all. I mean, in a very special way. Uh, but that's not it. Uh, you know, we have Randall Dean was up here singing. Great song leader, does a fantastic job. His brother, uh, Wayburn Dean Jr., uh, he's in, uh, was in the group Acapella. Really awesome. So there's another, you know, celebrity. That's really good. But that's, that's not who I'm talking about either. I want to talk about the idea that God is here in this place. You know, what we've done tonight, this afternoon, is we've actually called God into our presence. We've invited Him here as if there was some kind of surprise party. And we said, God, we want you to show up because we have a really special gift for you. Have you thought of the gift that you've brought for God this afternoon? Did you take time to pick it out? Did you wrap it? Did you think as I walk in here, I'm going to be gathering with other people and what I really want to do is bring praise and honor to God? Because that's really what we've done. We've invited Him into our presence. And that's a little spooky sometimes when you think about it, isn't it? To think that, that, that God is, is here. I don't know about you, but one song that always bothered me when I was in vacation Bible school is, Oh, be careful little eyes what you see. How many, did that bother anybody else? I mean, that was like, you know, there's this big, large eye in the sky, and it's looking down at Doug Crum and saying, ha, oh, you messed up, I caught you doing that. Ooh, that's a little creepy. But I want you to know, I want to talk about a God in heaven who's here, and, and maybe even elsewhere, and how that's a good thing. How we can find comfort in the fact that we serve a God who is here. A God who's with us. We're going to spend a little bit of time going a few different directions. But what I want to do uh, today is I want to remind you of God who's right here with you. I, I mentioned that I, I grew up in the church and I believed in God and, and things were going really good. But let me tell you who my hero was. My hero was my dad. My hero was my dad. And um, I, I, I called him dad, but when, when he was out and about, specifically at work, he was referred to as Sergeant Crumb. You see, my father was a policeman, but not a normal policeman. Not the one, you know, uh, who, who worked on the street and drove a squad car. My dad was the bear in the air. He flew helicopters for the Dallas Police Department. And there is almost nothing cooler than having a dad who has a badge, a gun, and flies a helicopter. So let me tell you, this is how it went down when I was a kid. Because, you know, I wasn't as strong and muscular uh, as I am now, that was a little funny, 
in my mind at least. I was a little bit smaller and scrawny. And when I was a kid, the one thing that was big was my mouth. I could run my mouth like nobody's business. So it would go down something like this. You know, I'd be hanging out at recess in second grade. And I, I would mouth off to some kid. And he'd come up to me and he says, I'm going to beat you up. And I said, so? I've got an older brother. And he's going to beat you up. And then he'd say, well, i got an older brother and he's going to beat your older brother up. And I said, oh yeah, this is awesome. I got another older brother, and he's going to beat up your older brother. And then he thought, well, you know, I've got a dad, and my dad can beat up, you know, your brother. And then I'd look at him, and I'd say, I have a dad who has a gun and flies a helicopter, and he'll come down and shoot your whole family and your dog. <laughs> Don't mess with me. And that's how we're like, whoa, back up. And I avoided a lot of trips to the bike rack, where we, you know, we duke it out because I said, listen, okay, you may get in a good shot or two, but I want you to know, any time you hear the sound of a chopper coming up, run for your life because it's about to be over. And so I took a lot of comfort in the fact that, you know, I believe that my, my dad was there to protect me. But let me tell you what happened. When I was about your age, there was this rift in my family and arguments started to ensue and my dad came to me one time and he says, Doug, things aren't going real well. I really, I kind of need to go away for a little bit. Oh, that's the craziest thing ever. You know, my mom's like head of VBS. My dad's a deacon. We're like the Beaver Cleaver family. You don't know who they are. It's not important. But we were like the perfect little family. And my dad says, I need to go. And I, I remember we'd been playing basketball. I sit down on the curb and I thought, this only happens like in TV shows. And I cried. I'm man enough to say I cried. I said, Dad, please don't leave. And he says, okay. And a month later, he left. And I remember feeling so alone and so isolated. And I decided because my dad had left me, when he packed his bags and drove away, I just figured out that God had left too. So somewhere down the line, I just realized, hey, God doesn't love me. You know, I've made too many mistakes. For whatever reason, He's not going to be there for me. And so I tried to find other ways in which if I can't get God's love, maybe somebody else will like me. Maybe I can be silly or stupid or crazy, you know, cut up in class, party on the weekends, do something so I can get attention and people will like me because I've given up on God because God gave up on me. I couldn't feel God's presence, and so I knew it must have meant that He wasn't there anymore. I want to talk to you about the idea of God being around, even when we think He's not. Um, okay, I need a young lady to be a, a volunteer. Yes, ma'am, your hand went up the fastest. Yeah, I'd appreciate you putting your shoes back on. I don't. Be, that would be nice. What's your name? Emily, you got your shoes on? Hey, you're on, you're on the black team. Remember when we played rock, paper, scissors and y'all lost? <laughs> and my team won? That was awesome. Sorry you were humiliated. Okay, so anyway, tell everybody your name again. Emily. Okay, try not to get so close. I have a bubble and you just got into it. Okay, one more time. Emily. Okay, this is Emily. Emily, where are you from? Midland. Midland, all right. Way to go. Woo, Midland. Lots of pride for Midland, I can see. <laughs> okay, so uh, Emily is going to help us out. Um, and so while, while you stand here, I need, uh, I need uh, you right there. What, uh, is, what's your name? 
Yes. You didn't tell me your name. I didn't say get up. Alexis. We've never met before, Alexis, have we? Oh, that's a lie. But I haven't met you before. I've never met... Okay, what I want you to do is, I want you to take Miss Emily back, and we are going to do something a little neat. But what I want you to do is, you're going to have to put this over her head. Now, I'm going to tell you something right now. <laughs> this, is, this pillowcase is older than you are. I just want you all to know this. 30-something and none of your business years ago, when I was a little kindergartner, I got this. Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, there's Darth Vader, he's the bad guy, Han Solo, um, R2-D2, and C-3PO. If you in any way drool or slobber on any of these, I will find you, I will hunt you down, and it will be worse than rock, paper, scissors. I will call my dad. (laughs) Okay, so take her back there, put this on. Just go, go back in that back room, and then we'll bring you back in in just a minute. Why? Because you raised your hand, that's why. <laughs> that's funny. She, she has no idea how bad this is going to get in a minute. <laughs> okay, so while she's out, um, I, need a, I need a couple really, you know, I, I was looking through here in this room and trying to find the biggest, strongest, best-looking men, and I figured, well, I'm already up here. But I, I pointed out a couple guys... Connor and Ethan, would you guys come up here? Um, did I hear a whoop? Can I get a woot woot? Okay, here we go. Reagan Texans. Okay. Um, it's an elementary school. Uh, wow. Sixth grade. That's the best eight years of your life. <laughs> What's your name again? Since Ethan Blackstone. Okay, Ethan Blackstone. And? Connor Mills. Okay. So I'm, I'm making the assumption that while he may be in elementary and can whoop everybody on the playground, that y'all still are pretty strong guys. Can I see the guns? Show me. No, let's see the guns. Come on. Are they, come on, Brandon. Wow. Hey, don't let those things go off in here. Get a little water on the ground there because it's a water gun. No, never mind. Okay, uh, this is something I've enjoyed seeing and being a part of. I got to see this when I was uh, knee-high to a small sheep, and we're going to try this again with our strongman. Here's what's going to happen in just a minute. Now, I'm going to turn this off so make sure Emily can't hear me, but you can, because I really am going to have to have your help in here.
Seriously, is that not odd that he was just complimenting my wife? Seriously, do you think my wife is good looking? Are you looking at her? Did no, you? Th- oh, you don't think my wife is good looking? <laughs> there will be words afterwards. Okay, what we're going to do is, okay, so first we're just going to do a little, uh, we need to get her up the steps. Hi, Emily, how are you doing? You regretting raising your hand? Yep, that's what I thought. There's a step. Step up, step up. Now, you're going to have to turn around and take a step backwards. We have a board for you. Okay. Yeah. Do you... Oh, I know what y'all are doing. <laughs> this can only end in disaster, right? Okay, okay, here we go. You ready? Here we go. Let's try something out. Here we go. Holy, <laughs> cannot see. Okay, so here's the deal. Okay, so here's the deal. Um, uh, have, did they sign a waiver back there for you? Have you ever broken a bone? No. <laughs> and, and what you should say is not yet. <laughs> Day ain't over yet, Emily. Okay, so here's what's going to happen. You put like a death grip on my arm. Okay, yeah. Okay, here you go. I want you. Do you trust me? I don't know. Okay. That's a good answer, actually. Put your hand right here. Okay. Uh, now, Alexis, you're going to step away back here, but just in case she starts to fall. Okay, guys, uh, we have some strong men. They're going to lift you up on this board, and we're going to see how high we can get you. Okay, you doing good? Okay, here we go. Go. Okay, good. You're doing good. You're doing good. You're doing good. Okay, a little bit higher. Go higher. Go well, higher. Go, go, go. No, no, no! And yes, you did drool on Darth Vader. Okay, let's give our strong men and Alexis a hand. Nope, you're not done yet. Y'all can go take care of my skateboard. Okay, you're going to stay up here for just a second because I want to I, I wanna bug you and ask you a few questions. Were you scared? Yes. You, a little bit? Um, I, I have proof that she's scared because I have claw marks right here. In fact, I'm, I, I thought she was doing like the Spock because I kind of went limp for it. Oh, the Vulcan grip on me. Another reference you probably don't know. That's okay. So uh, let's talk a minute about you being scared. How, how high were you off the ground? You, uh, about that? It felt a lot higher until you fell down. It, it felt like a lot, a lot higher until you fell down. Okay, because the way you were gripping me, you thought you were about, about that high. But actually, you were more about right here, go down a little lower. You bend the leg, bend the leg, breathe. Okay, you're about that high off the ground. Okay, a little scary. Um, did you trust me? Not really. I mean, why? I'm a trusting guy. I put a pillowcase on your head. Oh, well, that's the reason maybe not to trust me. Um, okay, let's give Emily a hand. Okay, so I want to talk just for a couple more minutes because... Where did that board go? Did the board... Did it really disappear? Oh, hang on to it. You're good. I want to talk for a minute about what it's like being on the board. And some of you may have seen that before and thought, oh, it's not that scary. But I've, I've done it before and I can tell you it's been scary. But let me tell you, there have been times in my life where there might not have been a little board like that around, but I was scared for my life. And my question was, oh God, where are you? You see, I I struggled to think that there could be a God who could love someone who had made so many mistakes like myself. You know, my family was torn up. I was the goofy, weird guy who had, you know, awkward, long legs and 
a weird sense of humor and just, I wasn't the smartest, best looking, most athletic kid. I was probably down on the bottom end on all of those. And I, I just didn't think God could love me. And, and the real deal was I couldn't feel God near me. And let me tell you something. That is the great deception of Satan. As he whispers in your ear, God's not here. If you can't see him and you can't feel him, he clearly has left you because he doesn't love you. That's what Satan whispers in your ear. He says, you know what? Just like the coach who said you're not good enough to make the team, that's what God says to you. You're just not good enough. And the girl who says, no, I won't go on a date with you because you're ugly and awkward, that's what God says is, I don't want to have anything to do with you. You're really junk. You know, there's some people that I'm proud of who I've made, but you're not one of them. And that's what Satan will whisper into your ear until you believe it. And I want you to know that no matter where or how you feel about God, He is still with you. Jesus in the garden said, God, please let this cup pass from me. Later on, he would utter utter the words, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And we feel that way in our lives, that maybe God has just turned away from us and says, I don't really love you. You didn't do what I told you to. You got in trouble in Sunday school or you skipped out on VBS to go play. You know, you you got kicked kicked off of the youth group trip for goofing off. These are things that I had done. And I had listened to the lies of Satan who said, you just aren't good enough. And what I want you to know is that God has not given up on you. Where is God? God is here. And, and let me, I want to say something real quick. I want to say something that's really important, I think. You say God is here, and you're like, of course God is here. We're in a church building. There, there's something we have to be very careful about. When you walk into a building, a, a church building, and some could call it an auditorium, some people call it a sanctuary. We're in the sanctuary. This is where God lives. There's, there's a real big problem that I have with saying that God lives here. If we deem this place as holy, that Sunday from 9 to 11 or whatever time that you meet, Texas time or New Mexico time or... Honolulu time, it doesn't matter. You say, this God is here at this time. What does that really mean? If God is here, if we say God is here, what are we trying to say? What we're really trying to say is God is not there. That when we come in here, we got to act special because God's here. But when we leave, we can do whatever we want. But I want you to know, God is everywhere. Not the scary, creepy, big eye in the sky looking for you to make a mistake so He can thump you, God. But a God who loves you. And a God who desires a relationship with you, a God who is jealous. I love to talk about my wife. I do have a beautiful wife. And you can say that I have a beautiful wife. I don't have a problem with that. Any of you guys, if you want to walk up to my wife and say, you're a very lovely lady, you can say, you know, you can do that. If if she's like, you know, uh, at the door 
and she needs some help, you can open the door for my wife. That's okay. I, I'm okay with that, Connor. That's perfectly fine, okay? If, you know what, if she needs help and she's trying to sit down and you pull out a chair for her, that's great. That's nice and that's wonderful. But let me tell you something. I'm a jealous husband. And while I'll let you do those things, there are some things you will never do to my wife. You will never walk up to my wife and kiss her. That's my job. Because I'm her husband. That's what I do. I protect that. Because she's mine. And I'm jealous for her. I long to be with her and to talk to her. To hold her hand. Those are things that you can't do. It's reserved for me. God is jealous for you. Do you know that? God is jealous for your time and for your love and for a relationship with Him. That's what He really wants. He doesn't want to see you running off to chase sports or girls or money or careers or boys or whatever it is that seems so great. Being the most popular or the best dressed or being the coolest one walking down the hallways of your school. God is jealous because He loves you and He desires that relationship with you. And He wants you to seek Him. It's interesting that Randall, uh, you read uh, Acts 17.28. I had in here Acts 17.27. Paul was talking to the Areopagus and he says this. He says, men of Athens, I want you to know that God uh, planned the exact time and place in which you would live. So that you would seek Him and perhaps find Him, reach out for Him, because He is not far from us. You see, all of us have or will be on that little board sometime in our life. And it's going to get shaky. And we're going to be afraid and say, God, where are you? And I want you to know He's right here. And if you fly to Timbuktu, when you get off the plane and step down, God will be right there next to you. I serve a God who loves His creation, who He will never leave and He will never forsake. God is here. And tomorrow when you walk into your school, even if it's an elementary school, God's right there. And He's calling you into a relationship. I'm not saying it's easy being a teenager. Trust me. If there's anybody who had a bumpy adolescence, it, it's me. I mean, I fumbled, stumbled, and bumbled all the way through it. I know what disappointment and hurt and heartache is like. I have been stood up. I've been told I'm not fast enough. I've been told I'm not good looking enough or I'm not smart enough. I've heard them all. And I've seen people walk out and say, man, that, that guy's not worth anything. But I have a God who says, listen, Doug. You are important. And so I want you to hear that tonight. That God is here and He does have a plan. He has a plan for you. He planned and prepared for you to be at this exact time and place so that you might reach out for Him and find Him, though He is not far from you. In just a moment, we're going to sing this song. But before we do, I, I want to ask that you would... Just give me a moment. I want to ask a blessing upon you. So I want to ask if you'd all bow your heads and I want to lift up a prayer on your behalf. 
God and Father, I just I thank you that your love extends to those who have been dubbed unlovable, those who haven't been um, considered the most popular or the smartest or the fastest or whatever name we've had placed upon us. God, I just pray that you will remind us that maybe in this world we're the have-nots, but in your eyes, we are your beloved. And when whispers in our ears that we're not good enough, that you won't love us and you're not here and we can't feel you. Let us push away those lies and listen to a God who says, I am here. Reach out for me. I am not far from you. God, as we leave this place, these men and women are going to have opportunities to praise you or to walk away and there will times that they will feel blindfolded hanging off a large cliff thinking I just can't make it God please let them know that you are there for them please use the people around them to help them God we give you praise and glory for all that you have done we thank you for who you are and who you have called us to be it's in your son Jesus name that I pray amen Randall